That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Now, whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your Weekly Review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. Hi, Gene. How are you doing today? And have you done your Weekly Review? Hey, James. I'm doing okay today, but uh, weekly review got got sidetracked by the weekly to-do, which was is really not a to-do. Um, it's like a project in a project wrapped in an enigma and folded into a mystery. And I will talk about it more when we talk about our weekly to-dos. You? I uh, also did not get a chance to do my weekly review this week. And we'll talk a little bit about why once we get to the, the main topic of our of our episode. But before mm-hmm. we get to that, let's talk about that weekly to-do. So cue the music. The weekly to-do, yeah, the weekly to-do. Gene and James are working through the weekly to-do. So what was your weekly to-do this week, Jean? Well, uh, it's been hanging on like a like a barnacle to my list, um, and that is switching my mail to go- from Gmail to Fastmail. And I I sat down this morning. I was like, I'm ready. I know what I. I still have to do, but when I sat down at my computer and I looked at my external hard drive, I remembered, oh, that's right, I'm still in the middle of a backup of my computer and I'm having a little bit of a problem with it and I really want to have a good backup before I start deleting mail accounts. So, um, yeah, it's just this one of those things. It's like, oh, I thought it was just switch over from what A to B. And then it's like, but before you switch over, you know you need to have a backup. And I hadn't been doing very good regular backups. I mean, I have a off-site backup with Backblaze, but my local clone that I usually have, um, I haven't kept that up to date. And then I recently, which is not that recent anymore, but I upgraded to Catalina so that you and I could use shared iCloud folders instead of Dropbox. And that, of course, had an impact on my cloning backup software of choice, super duper. And things were different in Catalina. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) I mean, yeah. So there, I mean, I'm not going to go into all the, the gory technical details, but I had run a backup on a, I I bought a new hard drive for this, you know, I wanted a bigger one, and I wanted a new one. And uh, it, it seemed to work, but it wasn't, uh, you know, the, the proof of the pudding, as it were, is whether you can boot your Mac off of that backup. Um, that's the whole point, or that's one of the points of having a clone. And it wasn't working for me. So I was trying to figure out 
what the deal was. And everything about the disc looked different in Catalina, looking at, at you know, the, the details of it, I was very confused. So I did write to Dave Nanian, the awesome developer of Super Duper, who answered me right away and said, yes, that's exactly how it is now in Catalina. And by the way, if you upgrade, you know, to the latest release of Catalina, uh, you'll avoid a big problem. So, so I had to upgrade. <clears throat> I had to run the backup again, which takes a little while. Then I had, and then it still wasn't working. And then I tried a couple of things, and I thought I'll run it again, and still takes a while. And everything about it was like, and I almost like stopped in the middle of it. I thought, well, I feel like I'm not getting anything done if I keep on this process of trying to figure out why I'm not getting the backup that I want. But then I realized that, you know, I'm right, I'm in the middle of it, essentially, my head is in the game. And if I put the hard drive aside and say, okay, you know, I know the files are backed up. So that's, Mm -hmm. you know, better than nothing. But yeah, I thought, if you put that aside, that disk is going to gather dust. There's never going to be a time where you go like, ooh, I'm in the mood to fix this backup. <laughs> yes, nobody's ever in the mood to fix this backup. <laughs> so I just made myself continue, and um, I'm still having the same problem, which is essentially I can boot from the disk, but then when I try to reboot back into my my max hard drive, something hangs and I need to figure that out, but I don't consider it like a drop dead must be figured out today thing, especially because I'd already spent, you know, I didn't spend hours on it, but there's those, you know, those times where things are downloading and installing or, you know, the backup is being made where a chunk of time just gets subtracted from the day. And so on the positive side, I got all my laundry done. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, I thought, well, I'm not going to sit here and watch the progress bar. And I, you know, I got a few little around the house type chores done while I was waiting for that to happen. But I never got a moment of sitting down and just doing my weekly review um, although I could have done it on the iPad, I, but I, I, my head wasn't in that game. So, yeah. So that is my sad story of how I did not do my weekly review, nor did I finish my weekly to-do because I still have to do the thing that I set out to do, which is switch the email. So, I mean, my next steps are to delete the Gmail account from my Mac and you know, and and add the Fastmail account and make sure that's working before I do anything else. So. I got you. So it was, um, it, you had one of those classic parenthetical quests where you <laughs> set out to do A, but then you need to do B, and then you need to do C, and then, well, yes, so I completely <laughs> understand. But um, 
Yeah, I know that when I moved my email to Fastmail from uh, like I had a GoDaddy hosted account that mm-hmm. I switched everything over and then literally the GoDaddy hosted account, the mail just sat there for a year. Like because mm-hmm. I wasn't like I wasn't it felt weird to delete it eventually, you right. know, because it's just like it's mail. I can't delete it. Um, <laughs> but. You know, it was so I, I completely understand the fact that you're you're moving and getting rid of it. Anything close to the time that you actually make the switch is uh, beats me by a mile um, <laughs> without a doubt. Well, we'll see. I mean, there will be like a little psychological barrier, as you say, to just saying, OK, it's done. I'm deleting this account over at Gmail and bye bye. Um because yes, there's the kind of the temptation is like, hey, it works on both platforms right now. Why not just leave it that way? <laughs> right. Well, then you have twice as many yeah places to check everything. Um, kind of. Um, the uh, oh, and my weekly to do was uh, to get rolling with a number of things I need to do for estate planning, right. which I've been putting off for a while, and um, I got those first steps done so hooray mm-hmm. um which included like finding a document that i knew i had somewhere but it was not neatly filed in my trusted system yet it was somewhere in my house as an inbox inbox um <laughs> and so i did i had an inkling of where it was and did some processing to find it and got it mm-hmm. and um so I'm considering it done for Yay. the week. So that's good. Um, good job. And then next week, I what do I gonna do? Uh, hmm. You know what I'm gonna do for next week? Um, my father, uh, somebody he grew up with, a dear friend of his up in New Brunswick, Canada. Um, she. Uh, sent me an email to me and my sister, um, and she was thinking about my dad. He had given her a plant um, that she keeps, and Mm -hmm. uh, it blooms around this time every year. Whenever it blooms in particular, it reminds her of my dad. So my my sister suggested, hey, maybe we should send her some flowers or something nice like that. So that is my to-do for next week, is to send her some flowers from my sister and I. That's good. That's a fun job. Good yeah, idea. Yeah, that'll be that. That'll be nicer than. <laughs> that's like almost a reward <laughs> task, right? <laughs> to do something. Yeah, nice. seriously. One should have a list of reward tasks that go and that could be a category. Uh, um, and then we can talk about. Uh, oh, the topic for this week, which also is kind of why I don't have my weekly review done, which is um, to talk a little bit about emergency planning. So this week here Mm -hmm. in the San Francisco Bay Area um, has been uh, eventful with not great events. Um, Most recently, uh, fires um, destroying you know, forests and homes and people needing to evacuate both uh, 
well, all over the Bay Area, really. Uh, closest to my home are the Santa Cruz Mountains. Um, so, uh, but even backing up a couple days before that, on Sunday, Sunday night, we had incredibly severe thunderstorms. And I'm used to thunderstorms from growing up in New Jersey, in New Brunswick, Canada during the summer. We get a lot of thunderstorms um, uh, up in Canada. Watching the lightning out over the bay can be incredibly beautiful. Um, but these were crazy loud, severe thunderstorms in the Bay Area, um, like so much that they woke me up in the midst of the night. Um, mm. It like it was it sounded possibly more like a military operation than weather like i was mm. like so much that you wake up you're a little disoriented and you're really not sure what's going on um so that was a freaky way to be awakened at like 3 in the morning on sunday morning um then i woke up and the house was very quiet and i usually get up very early like i'm usually up around 5 five thirty a.m so it's dark here at that time and the house was really dark and the power was out mm-hmm. and of course after knowing that there had been these well you're still hearing thunder and what have you you're not sure how severe that outage is um yeah. so fortunately it still had cell reception and it turns out it wasn't like a giant widespread outage like through the whole all of San Jose. It was localized to different areas. Um, but it was odd waking up uh, in like a completely dark house um, and not having any power. Um, we have had times where they've turned off power, um, like mostly happens during the day. Like if there's a high, like we've had a super high, heavy uh heat wave here in the bay area also uh so i think on sunday i got up to 105 106 um and so that was going on um and then the fires and fortunately i'm not up in the mountains i'm kind of down in the valley and in the city. Um, but like, there's just this yellow orange haze in the sky. It's smoky. You can tell the smoke is kind of coming in through any little cracks in your doors. Um, so it's been, it's been, even though like really, again, I've been very fortunate. Um, I'm not directly affected. I haven't had to evacuate, I'm fine, um, but just um, being in this environment this week has been a little unsettling. Um, so I thought maybe this week we talk a little bit about emergency planning. Um, yeah. Because one thing when I did wake up uh, and it was dark in the house and um, I remembered that oh, you know, back in the fall, excuse me, back in the spring, thinking that, remembering that they did have these rolling power outages over the summer, maybe instead of this dinky little 
flashlight that I have. Maybe I should get one of those, you know, uh, kind of desktop LED lanterns that last for 30 days that Mm-hmm. Um, so I ordered one of those, and sure enough, it came very much in handy um, on Sunday. Um, and that also got me thinking that maybe I should also now get a uh, like a a power bank mm-hmm. that the kind that you know can recharge your phone like twenty times or what have you, um, and just have that plugged in and ready to go because even though the power was out, the cell towers were still working. Um, and my phone and iPad I could use. Fortunately, the power was only out for about six and a half hours or maybe five and a half hours. So, but it got me thinking, Oh, you know, if this really like, this is the only way I have to communicate with the outside world. Yeah. Uh, maybe it would be good to have a way to recharge this thing. Um, so, um, so that kind of has gotten me thinking this week about, um, making a plan for emergency preparedness and then just hearing of people that get the call and need to evacuate their homes, right? Cause right. a fire is coming. Um, like, do I even know what stuff I should bring with me? Um, do I have a plan? And the answer is no, I don't. <laughs> um, so it got me thinking that, you know, maybe these are things that making a plan should be a project and being ready. I, I agree 100%. Um, because you can think of like sort of the random things like it would be good to have, but there are people who have experience and expertise who have made lists that it would be good to, to work off of. Um, I, uh, yeah, we had a, a a very brief power outage here in Portland one night. I don't know what the deal was, but uh, the first thing that crossed my mind was like, Oh, I don't know for sure. All my little portable chargers charged up. If, you know, if this were to go on, for a while, how many times can I get my phone recharged? And, um, you know, so there's one thing it's like, you have things <laughs> already, make sure they're charged that mm-hmm. maybe should be, you know, a repeating monthly project or something like that. Um, the, um, we have fires here in, uh, you know, not too far from Portland a few years ago. Actually, it was all like this summer, which at the time felt apocalyptic to me, but, you know, that was before there was a virus thrown in. Um, 2017, August 2017, was uh, the eclipse that crossed the United States, and it came across Oregon. Um, And I had invited my friends Allison Sheridan and Steve Sheridan to come. I mean, we actually talked about it in 2012 when we were on an eclipse cruise um, in the off of Australia. So we saw our first eclipse together over the ocean. And at the time I thought, wow, it must be better to see an eclipse from when you're on the land because in a cruise ship, there's only so much space you know, for people to position themselves, and it felt very crowded. 
guess what? There's really not that much space <laughs> on the land where the the totality of the eclipse goes over. And especially in Oregon, it's mostly super rural, like you wouldn't you wouldn't go or get to those places where it was going. So even planning like t- almost two years in advance, it was like a, a production, you know, first to find a place and to stay because the, the eclipse wasn't coming over Portland. Um, it was uh, south of Portland. And in any case, we want it to be in the desert side of Oregon, not the side you know, that sometimes can be cloudy because there's nothing worse Yes, than, than waiting for five years to see an eclipse and, and you can't see it. But so, yeah, we want it to be north of Bend, Oregon, and uh, which is right over the Cascade Mountain Range. And there really wasn't anywhere to stay in the eclipse path. Um, and we didn't, yeah, uh, as it grew closer it became clear to me based on reading the news that, you know, we were not going to be alone at all. Um, Over a million people came from out of the state, at least, you know, to come to Oregon for, to see this eclipse. So every place on the path was going to have people. And, you know, there were really no reservations to be had. I mean, we didn't want to do camping anyway. So, yeah, it was. <laughs> but the other thing was, it was fire season, and there was a major fire, um, not very far from Bend. And, um, you know, I, I mean, they were, the news was giving you lists of things you needed to have with you. So water, obviously. Um, and we were going somewhere where we, you know, we weren't sure where we were going to get to see the eclipse. We we're going to scout that out like a day in advance. So the chances of there being any like facilities was also, you know, up in the air. So mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Allison, I love Allison. She sent me a four pack of these. Uh, I don't know what you call them. I called them the, the plastic penises for women, like basically to enable women to be able to pee outdoors without, you know, stripping off all their clothes. So there was that. (laughs) There was was the, um, you know, I made little sanitary packages of toilet paper and wipes and also the the means to pack out your waste. Because uh, anyway, I don't want to go too far down that road. But that's something you had to think about. Um, And yes, if let's say your water gets cut off, which has happened to us just this year for they've been doing construction down the road. And, you know, what, what are you going to do about the things you normally the plumbing in your house that you normally use without even thinking about it. So that's another area. Uh, Flashlights, obviously, um, very important. Uh, One year for Christmas, somebody gave me a solar-powered radio, and I still have that, and I brought that with, but we didn't need to use it. But yeah, my nightmare scenario was we'd be in like bumper-to-bumper traffic with a forest fire bearing down on us. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a worst-case scenario. Yeah, and 
so I was definitely nervous about the um, the whole thing. But yeah, so, uh, the funny thing is, I had packed all this stuff up. We ended up finding a place to watch the eclipse that was just gorgeous over uh, a huge like river canyon and uh, outside of a state park. But the state of Oregon, thank you very much, had installed um, portable toilets at all these spots that people would probably go. So, so, so that was, you know, that was definitely a plus. And uh, all the things that I packed up for us, and I got a very extensive first aid kit, (laughs) um, which, you know, I just bought off of Amazon that had uh, quite a lot of, um, of the first aid necessities. And I bought all these little bottles of hand sanitizer. (laughs) And I forgot about them. And I had them all like sort of in the bag that I used for the eclipse, I forgot about them for two and a half years. And I was like, clearing up some clutter. And I said, Wait a second, I have bottles of hand hand sanitizer. (laughs) I'm rich. I'm rich. I have hand sanitizer, you know, because at the time you couldn't buy it, you know, for love or money. And so, yeah, a lot of the things that I bought then, I feel like, you know, became part of my prepper profile, but I'm, I'm very far from a real prepper. But one thing I did buy, you know, I talked about this before that I want to have a television sitting in my backyard, mm-hmm. just inside the eve of the, the eaves of the, the garage. Um, so people could sit outside and watch television. And I've been mulling over how to power it. And I finally decided to buy a portable power bank, um, which is a camping, you know, something that people like for camping, but mm-hmm. it is a thing you can plug in, charge up, um, and it can run, hopefully, it says it can run the TV for like two to three hours. Um, maybe, like there's math involved in figuring out the wattage and the power draw and all that. But I decided to buy it anyway, because I thought this would be a good thing to have around something, as you say, that could charge up your phone 20 times, or it could run, it can't run like the super high intensity appliances, but it can run a TV and it can um, charge up, you know, your Mac if you want to needed that or um, so we'll see. I'm happy with it. It's very small. It's, it's small and light. And I think it's just a good thing to have. So I feel, you know, it definitely after that little power outage, I was like, yeah, more power. It, It never hurts to have more power around the house. That's true. Um, but let me see if there's anything else like in my motley preparation kit that um, I, you know, I, I'm glad to have. Well, one of the funny things is after last summer, la- last summer we had really bad fires and the smoke was really kind of unbearable to be outside in. And I was talking to this person who was an expert in masks because she needs the, um, she had uh, some kind of, you know, autoimmune, like allergy sensitivity where she needed to like block out everything. 
And she said, you should order these N95 masks. Oh. Um, and so I put them on my, like, wish list on Amazon in, like, January. Because I thought, yeah, you know, as the summer comes, I, I should think about just having some of these masks. <laughs> well, we all know what happened with those. So um, so I still don't have those. I don't, I don't think the masks you know, the kind of cloth homemade mask type things that we have are that good for smoke, but no, they're different. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're, it was kind of ironic. I had my chance, although had I been able to get a supply of N95 masks in January, I'm pretty sure I would have donated them to the local hospital because I wouldn't have wanted to hoard them. Speaking of hoarding toilet paper, I mean, you know, I hate to to sound, you know, like a headline, but I'm not saying people should run out and buy tons of toilet paper. But in the normal year, I wouldn't really think about it until I'd almost run out. And now I think, okay, I need to have a few weeks worth. And actually, that's true for a lot of things. Food, Food-wise, I have now the habit that for things that I use regularly, let's say like olive oil or pasta or, you know, something that's a kind of a staple in the kitchen, I have a, I buy it before I run out, long before I run out. Like I'm ready, you know, to switch to a new bottle of olive oil um, when the first one runs out. Or, as can happen, a, uh, a friend of mine in New York told me this sad story of, like, dropping her olive oil and having it shattered. And so on top of the glass and oil cleanup, she had no olive oil. <laughs> That's... She would have to go, you know, and there's no just running out to the store anymore um, in quite the same way. So having a backup of things that you use on a regular basis. And, of course, pet food. Um Yes. I am definitely, you know, much more likely to have a backup, you know, supplies of hay, guinea pig pellets, and guinea pig bedding, um, and not wait till the last minute to replace them. That sounds great. The other thing I was happy to have gotten again in the spring is an air purifier, which Mm -hmm. as kind of some smoke gets in, um, I've been able to run that. Well, I think um, that's probably, uh, if you don't have anything else, I think that that's... No, I think (laughs) we we had another quick, short program, as we always say, ends up really being longer than the ones we say aren't going to be short. Yes, we should... um, Yeah, I I just want to say like, we, we're both putting this into our trusted system and we'll come back to this topic um, because we just sort of randomly touched on the, you know, t- touch, the, scratch the surface of, you know, what, what is really necessary. So don't rely on us. We are no prepping gurus uh, for sure. Absolutely. And, um, I think it is time to wrap up this episode so we can get back to getting things done and um, get back to preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best. Um, 
You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On Twitter and micro.blog, we are at theweeklyreview. And uh, you can always email us at say hello at theweeklyreview.fm. If you have any uh, emergency preparedness tips, tricks, life hacks, or favorite checklists, uh, please send them along. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, of course, it'd be great if you could rate or review this podcast. Uh, it helps us find new listeners, helps new listeners find us. And whether you have a tip, a trick, or just a friendly hello or a or a pet photo, we love hearing from <laughs> you. Um, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of Organizational fun There's a lot of things you gotta do You'll think about them all In the Weekly Review The Weekly Review Yeah, the Weekly Review Sitting down it's all coming back to you The Weekly Review Yeah, the Weekly Review Should check it out All the things that you're gonna do The Weekly Review the